Hello and welcome to the Emmanuel Croydon podcast. At Emmanuel Croydon, we exist to be a community drawn together by our desire to know and follow Jesus. We long to become disciples of Jesus who are equipped to serve him in the whole of life, transforming families, communities and workplaces as we love God with heart, mind, soul and strength. We hope you enjoy this week's talk from the evening service. Thank you for joining us today. Grace and peace to you. They were on their way up to Jerusalem with Jesus leading the way and the disciples were astonished while those who followed were afraid. Again, he took the twelve aside and told them what was going to happen to him. We are going up to Jerusalem, he said, and the Son of Man will be delivered over to the chief priests and the teachers of the law. They will condemn him to death and will hand him over to the Gentiles, who will mock him and spit on him, flog him and kill him. Three days later, he will rise. Then James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came to him. Teacher, they said, We want you to do for us whatever we ask. What do you want me to do for you? He asked. They replied, let one of us sit at your right and the other at your left in your glory. You don't know what you're asking, Jesus said. Can you drink the cup I drink or be baptized with the baptism I am baptized with? We can, they answered. Jesus said to them, you will drink the cup I drink and be baptized with the baptism I am baptized with but to sit at my right or left is not for me to grant. These places belong to those for whom they have been prepared. When the ten heard about this, they became indignant with James and John. Jesus called them together and said, You know that those who who are regarded as rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant, And whoever wants to be first must be slave of all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. This is the word of the Lord. So as we continue to think about uh, serving, it was 1953 on a boat called the Williamsburg, and the boat had docked in Washington, D.C., it was full of soldiers who had fought in the Korean War, and they had been ravaged by it. Uh, They were wounded veterans. Some of them uh, have lost arms, some of them with their faces uh, disfigured. And the incoming president, uh, Dwight Eisenhower, walked uh, onto the boat uh, to go and talk with these veterans. And uh, as the soldiers... Uh, gathered round uh, the president. He said perhaps the things that we might um, expect him to say, uh, thank you for your, for your service and how they had served him more than uh, he had served them. But then he said something really surprising. He said to these wounded uh, veterans that even though they had given so much, they must be prepared to give even more. He said... For you are symbols of devotion and sacrifice, and that you will never be able to escape 
those roles and responsibilities. I wonder how we would feel if a leader said that today. Over the last 500 years, there has been a massive change in the way that we view our lives. Self-sacrifice is out of fashion. Self-fulfillment is in. And in fact, one philosopher, a guy called Charles Taylor, calls this the biggest change in the way that we and the people in days gone by uh, think. And you can see it everywhere, particularly in maybe the heroes that we watch uh, on TV now. So it was on a movie I recently watched, uh, Ford versus Ferrari. And what do the heroes do? They are true to themselves in the face of opposition. So in Ford versus Ferrari, you get these two drivers, uh, Ken Miles and uh, Carol Shelby, and they are true to their own driving nature in the face of the bureaucracy of Ford that tries to bring them in line. And it's uh, there, it's in Disney too. Uh, Moana, who wants to be a great explorer. Coco, who wants to uh, take up the guitar. Mulan, who goes against her family's wishes and goes and fights for her country. In the uh, older Mulan film, there's a Stevie Wonder uh, song. You may remember it. It captures this theme so well. Uh, Be true to your heart. Be true to your heart. Self-fulfillment. The only problem is, who would want to be part of a country where everyone is in it for themselves? Who would want to be part of a company where everyone works for themselves? Who would want to be part of a church where everyone is out for themselves? Self-sacrifice is essential. We will, of course, we would rather be in a place where those around us are looking out for other people around them and not for themselves. As we see the news of what's going on uh, in Ukraine, we're reminded of the necessity of sacrifice, whether it be uh, the smaller ones in this country of paying higher prices uh, for goods or the bigger ones of giving the ultimate sacrifice uh, on the battlefield. So how can we be good at serving? We have read from Mark's Gospel how to be the best at serving uh, according to Jesus. How to be the best at serving according to Jesus. And uh, at my previous church, we uh, like here, we had a holiday club and uh, we had the teenagers getting involved. And this was the passage that we looked at uh, to show us how to be the best at serving. Here's Jesus. He's sitting down with his disciples and he gives the most amazing vision of servanthood that was ever given. It's on page 1025, uh, if you've lost it, and um, it's Mark chapter 10, and uh, it starts with verse 42. He gathers his disciples together. He says, you know that those who are regarded as rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their high officials exercise authority over them. 
Not so with you. Here is a vision of servanthood that is radically different from the Gentiles, from the nations, the world around it. And here is Jesus' amazing words. In verse 43, not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. Whoever wants to be first must be slave of all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Someone said that this verse, you look at it, and at the beginning you say, here is Jesus' example of how to be a servant, of how he gave his life. But wait a minute, there is even more, because Jesus is teaching an even more profound truth about serving. Because we don't serve Jesus. The Son of Man, Jesus' name for himself, did not come to be served, but to serve. We don't serve Jesus. He serves us. And if there's a real secret to serving that Jesus gives us, is that there are two things here that must never be separated. It's what Jesus says in verse 44, that we are to serve, and what Jesus says in verse 45, that he has come to serve us. Jesus as example and our saviour. Those two things that must never be separated. And if we want to be able to serve in a proper Christian way, as Jesus would have taught us, then we'll want to keep those things joined right together in our minds. Jesus serving us, the saviour, and us serving like Jesus. Jesus the example. How to be the best At serving, according to Jesus, first, let Jesus serve you. Let Jesus serve you. Verse 45, but even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve. We don't serve Jesus. Jesus serves us. How did Jesus serve us? What was his greatest act of service? It's in the verse, to give his life as a ransom for many. To give his life as a ransom for many. Speaking of his death, a death that was a great example, but also even more, that it came to save A death that was God's plan through history. And it was God's plan for this death to be a ransom. Did you see the word? To give his life as a ransom for many. Think the the Somalian pirates. Okay, they come, they they kidnap someone, and then there's a, a payment. And then once the payment is paid, then the hostages can be set free. Jesus is picking up on the language of the Old Testament, of the Exodus, how God saved his people with great mighty works from Egypt. And God's people could only be ransomed because a sacrifice had been made for them. 
the sacrifice that was the Passover lamb. And without that Passover lamb, they would have faced the same judgment that the people of Egypt would have faced. This language of the Exodus. It's picking up the language of perhaps the greatest chapter in the Old Testament, Isaiah 53. A chapter that foretold that there would be someone who would suffer and die for many. That's how Jesus served us. He came and he died for us. He died to save us from our rebellion against God and against the just judgment we deserve. The price was paid. We don't serve Jesus. Jesus serves us. And that is something that makes Jesus and the kind of vision of servanthood different from any other religion in the world. Because religion says do. Jesus says done. It's the sheer grace of this good news that it is not based on what we've done, but what he's done. And as we're thinking about how to be the best at serving this evening, what greater comfort to know if we are those who are following Jesus and who are seeking to serve, what greater comfort to know that there is someone who is interested in us, who serves us, and is so committed to our, ourselves that he died for us, to save us. Not based on what we've done, but based on what he's done. So if we are serious as a church about serving as Jesus taught us, then we will just go round in circles until we let Jesus serve us. Because the cross smashes the biggest obstacle to serving that there is. And that's our human pride. It smashes right through our human pride because the cross says that we needed to be saved. And that is the point from which we must start. As people who are humbled humbled by the cross and rescued, who come with open hands to Jesus Christ. Nothing in my hand I bring, simply to the cross I cling. The classic hymn says. So do we realise that we needed the cross to save us? Do we realise that we needed the cross to save us? Are we willing to let Jesus feed us as we seek to serve? I don't know about you, but I love to be the rock, the dependable one, the person that people go to. And if they have a problem, I can solve it. And I'll say, don't worry, yeah, I'll deal with that. I don't like asking for help. It's so, it's so humbling to say, I'm in a pickle here. Can you please help me and get me out of this? Have we done that? Have we let Jesus serve us? Do we let ourselves be fed by Jesus spiritually as we seek to serve others? How to be the best at serving according to Jesus. First, let Jesus serve us. Then, 
put others first. Put others first. We see here that healthy spirituality is something that is outward. It is outward focused. It is bigger than me and my time with God. It is bigger than simply me trying not to sin, even though those things are important. Jesus said, whoever wants to be first must be slave of all. It is such a simple and yet profound truth that Jesus calls his people to put others first. So simple and yet so deep at the same time, to put others first. Did you hear the language that Jesus uses of being slave of all? How powerful that language is. Not speaking of the slavery of the transatlantic slave trade, but speaking in the language of of his day when slavery was part of, of the Roman Empire. Slave of all. And just that, that little word all, it's so holistic, isn't it? Of that vision of serving. It covers everything, the, the little things in life. Serve others by turning up when we say we will, by getting to places on time, by keeping an arrangement. It covers the big things in life. When I'm thinking about moving home or moving job, asking Not simply what will benefit me, but what will benefit uh, others? And what will benefit the good news of Christ? It covers life on Sundays. Uh, Our life as a church depends on people serving. Uh, This morning, I was trying to think of of the people who have served me as I've come in this morning. This morning, uh, I arrived. There were people welcoming me at the door. There were the uh, musicians who led us in in singing and worship, some worship at the beginning. I had the production people on the slides. Uh, someone gave me uh, a coffee. I walked to uh, Sunday Rock and there was, uh, gave my son to a member of the team. And, and in a church this size, uh, there will be plenty uh, of times where, when we feel this isn't my preference and in which God calls me to say, this isn't really my thing. But I know that for the person sat next to me on the pew, they are finding this so helpful. And so I'm delighted because of that, uh, because they are being served. So much of our life here on on Sundays depends uh, on servants. It covers Sundays. It covers Monday to Saturdays. The follower of Jesus uh, who rejects the grasping culture of their company. And does things for people, even when other people don't know about it. And a Christian who makes sacrifices to look after their family. Maybe at the particularly late years of life or the early years of life. And the follower of Jesus uh, who says, I'm not going to use my retirement uh, to have as much comfort as possible. But I'm going to serve and serve those uh, who are in need. Now, if we're serious about doing this, there will be a question that naturally comes up. What about burnout? What about burnout? Surely if I just keep serving and serving, at some point I'm just going to crash. 
And that's a really good question to ask ourselves, isn't it? It's a really common thing that some of my Christian friends pray for. Pray that I would get that, that balance of serving uh, sustainably. And there's a huge amount of things that we could talk about, about burnout. I wouldn't want to give the, uh, the last word. But perhaps one thing that I found particularly helpful on thinking about burnout is to think about the long run. Okay, can I serve God in the long run? So if I am just flat out and I crash, that's not really serving in the long run. If I'm just a bit lazy, then that's not really serving in the long run either. And finding that balance and asking that question, what is it going to be in the long run? Sustainable sacrifice. It should hurt if I am properly putting others first. It should hurt. But we take the, the long view. It's good to rest as part of being uh, sacrificial in the long run. Maybe that's a good thing for us to talk about together. How can we do this uh, in a long run kind of way? So this evening, uh, we're not on the Williamsburg uh, ship. We're not being addressed by the president. We see the words of the creator of the universe. Jesus invites us to be served by him and to put others first. As some of us uh, are veterans at this, we've been going a long way, and maybe we feel like those soldiers, feel battle-wounded by it. As some of us uh, are just starting, Jesus invites us. Now, whoever we are, Jesus invites us as someone who cares for us, and he's committed to us, who is committed to serving us. Wouldn't that be amazing? As people come in through the doors, they find us as the people of God, people who are interested in one another and in other people, people with an outward-focused spirituality. One person who really understood this was a guy called Dietrich Bonhoeffer. And he was a pastor, and uh, during the Second World War, many other German pastors of his day, they kept quiet against the Nazis. But he stood out, and he stood up against them. And he said these words, when Christ calls a man, he bid him come and die. Let's pray that we would come and die with Jesus. The Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. Lord God, we thank you for Jesus Christ. Thank you that he came to serve us. Thank you that he paid the ultimate price so that we could be ransomed. Help us to serve like him, as ransomed people. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Emmanuel Croydon podcast. For more information about our church and everything we have going on, visit our website, emmanuelcroydon.org.uk. 
You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram to see and hear what's going on in the life of our church. God bless you and have a wonderful week. Thank you.